Hello, and welcome to the F the Glitter podcast, the podcast that is centered around highlighting women of color in the world of graphic design, brand design, and marketing strategy. I am your host, Ashley of A. Louise Creative, and today I have the honor of having Miss Olivia Frederick as a guest with us. Now, first of all, my youngest baby girl, her name is Olivia, so when I saw that was your name, I was like, ah! Yes, yes. Uh, Olivia is the owner of Creatively Olivia. Um, one of the phrases that I pulled off our website that I really, really like was strategy partners with design is the missing piece you need in the success of your dream career. And it resonated with the stuff that I tell people all the time. Like you can have this beautiful design, but you gotta know how to use it. And so I find myself teaching a lot and I, mm-hmm. I, sometimes you just wanna do the design, but it's like, no, because if I just give them this, they gonna use it wrong and then. So with that, Miss Olivia, tell us about you and your awesomeness. Sure, yeah. Um, so I can go from the very beginning. I started in marketing while I was in college. Um, I worked at an agency for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was a sophomore in college, basically it was a customer service job, but they also needed me to do like off and stuff within the agency. That, so that's where I learned um, Adobe Illustrator. I learned a bit of Photoshop in there. And then I learned WordPress. Um, and that's just me doing what was my daily task. And so I kind of started feeding into it and kind of playing around with it more on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did learn some of it in high school, mm-hmm. um, but this kind of highlighted what I learned and then I used some more of it. Um, from there, I basically took on marketing roles up into until four years ago. Okay. Um, I had been under a marketing associate position that basically it just wasn't going anywhere. Um, they hired me, but I didn't have a superior that was also a marketing manager or anything like that. It was literally just me. So I was kind of coming up with things and learning things on my own because mm-hmm. I didn't have a, a top tier person up above me. Mm-hmm. So they ended up bringing in a marketing consultant, which who then became my mentor. And she pretty much showed me the light on what freelance marketing could be. And then using my skills that I already knew to do freelance. So um, she helped me kind of get my business off the ground. Um, I made a six month plan Eight months later, I was gone and I haven't looked back. (laughs) I have not looked back. Um, And it was one of the best decisions I could have made because it, though it hasn't been like the best ever, it really hasn't been. Like when I first quit my job, I was worried of consistency. Like how could I pull in, you know, the amount of clients that I needed per month, every single month. And to be honest, that hasn't been one of the issues. It's been probably the least of the issues. Mm-hmm. Now what I'm facing, or not facing, but now what I'm trying to do better at is the quality of clients that I do. Um, so when I first started, of course, I worked for any and everybody. Any everybody. I need the money. Give me the coins. Did. It didn't matter if I knew anything about your industry. I, I was like, hey, you know, I'm a graphic and web designer. I could do it all, right? And I have a marketing degree. I could do it all, right? And so retrospect, it wasn't until last year that I really realized, hmm, that's not a strategy and that's not the best way to go about it. So now I provide, um, it's almost like a brand coaching service for service providers. Um, people that are literally in the same boat that I'm in and they know their expertise and their service providers. And I ch- kind of help them with brand marketing as a whole and not just providing a logo suite and just a website. So like you said, education has to be a part of it. And I've, I haven't felt like that. Well, I didn't, I didn't know how I felt about it really until last year. I felt like, yeah, like you said, yes, I can give you this logo, but you also need to know what to do with it. Or I, for me, I'm not doing, you know, my part. 
Right. Um, you know what, though? So, I think a lot of us fall into that, though. I think a lot mm-hmm. of us fall into that. It's like once we figure out what we're supposed to do, and it takes mm-hmm. us a while because we're like, I can do all the things. I've got mm-hmm. this. I got this. Yeah. I got this. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, I'm good at that. I'm yeah. good at that, too. I, I need the coins. I need the coins. I got the money. Yeah. And then you find yourself tired. You'd be so tired. Yeah. You'd be like, I don't even want to look at this thing no more. Like, don't even yeah. call me. And they'd be like, but yeah. I need you to work. It's like, you're just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just it's not going to happen. Yeah. Happen. I learned that it, I was doing a disservice to not only them as their in their business because I wasn't giving them the right education to move forward. I was also discounting myself for what I already know that they needed to know. I just wasn't saying it. Right. So um, this year I've literally transformed the way that I even do business. Um, the, pe- the, the clients that I take on and what I offer to them, it's kind of an all inclusive package kind of thing where it's like, Hey, I would never recommend to you for you to only go get your logo and you that's it. So right. why would I do that service? So that's why I stopped doing those yeah. kind of things where it's just one off. It's more education that's put into it because it's actually like really necessary. I mean, you know, like I said, I would be a dis- doing a disservice to both you and I if I were holding back on the knowledge that I could give you to help you. And then you were only getting this one piece from me when I have other things to offer. That's so I've kind of combined the two. Yeah. Yeah, I've combined the two um, this year. So I'm really excited with the progress and how it's going and being able to be more of like a tool in somebody's business and not just say, hey, you're here for a second and I, you, we don't really talk ever again. Right. Um, just looking to, to do more and be better of a service provider for my clients. Being more of a, a more of an asset to the business, mm-hmm. more, more involved. You know, I think that's one of, I think that's part of being a designer is, is seeing the growth and seeing yeah. them do well. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah I helped you get there. Literally the transformation, <laughs> that is my favorite part. Literally that is my favorite part of what I do is watching somebody come to me and, and you could just, even though I only do consultations over the phone, I can hear the frustration of people's voices where they're like, yeah, I hired a designer for this and, or I hired someone for this. I, I don't know how many people come to me and say they went to somebody, hired them and didn't see any other results. Yeah. Um, literally, that's what I see all the time. So after we're finished with our work, you can literally see transformations and the confidence grow in people mm-hmm. after we're finished. Yeah. Uh, so that's really like, it's almost like a hairdresser, someone who like they love seeing the before and after. Yeah, we can do that in what we do as well. We do that a lot. In fact, a lot yeah. of them. I say this a lot though, but a lot of the people that I work with, one of my phrases, one of my my slogans is, "I'm the designer mm-hmm. you should have hired the first time," because yeah, I have to good. reinstill the faith in somebody doing something you for do. you and us mm-hmm. working together, and you have to feel mm-hmm. like you can trust me again. And now yeah. I have to go in overtime, so now we became friends because we're texting every day because you got to make sure <laughs> that you know that yeah. I'm working and I'm not. Yeah messing up your stuff you know so I, yeah I, I totally get that I, I totally get that yeah. so with that um you've been full-time on your own since 2016 yeah. so how yeah. did you know I guess like like what you said you had a business you had somebody who kind of mentored you and kind of pushed you and was yeah. like do it but like how did you know that it was like all right <sighs> basically it, it she didn't actually push me at all um it was she kind of opened my eyes to it Mm-hmm. Um, she showed me literally how she was running her consulting business and using just what she was great at without anybody having to tell her or having any anything to go with it. She literally went with what her passion was and her God-giving gift mm-hmm. and then used that as a business model. 
so I thought, oh, well, you know, I can do the same thing. I started working with her um, in her business just for a while. And so I got to see the, the platform of how it went. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, I made a six month plan, which involved, of course, lining up my contracts, lining up, um, you know, consistently how I'll be able to make enough money and then a savings, of course. So if I went, I always said, like, if I went two months without work, I will be okay because of the it. savings that I had. Yeah. So, so I, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but I do. I got to say before I forget though. So mm-hmm. make sure y'all remember that. Like I would say the, you're one of the few who planned. <laughs> you're one of the uh, few actually yeah, no. planned. Mm-hmm. Like I took a leak. I kind of planned, but I didn't. Like I, I took a mm-hmm. leak and just, I built the plane on the way down. It was just like, all right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's not, you're one of the that's few not a bad way to planned. do it though. And no, it's a terrible way to do it. And I don't recommend it for anybody. There's too much anxiety and stress involved with doing that. At least with a plan, it's like, look, we figured out if something happens, there's a plan B. There, there's, no, there's another way yeah. that we can get around. Yeah. As you build a plan on the way down, it's like, if this don't work, we did. Like, oh, man. The reason I'm, I say that it's not an absolute bad thing is I also suffer from overthinking. And so if you overthink your plan way too much, you'll never do it. Mm. literally I made that six month plan and I was overthinking it I didn't leave until eight months not six uh-huh. I was overthinking it and I was having a conversation with my dad and he was like what are you waiting on I told him my whole plan and everything and he was like what are you waiting on what are you doing and literally that Monday I went in and I and I put in my notice and so he kind of explained to me about how the job place works and in that you know for me to get to where I want to go if I've already made enough of the income to replace Mm-hmm. Then I could just go for it. So that's what I did. Um, but but my point of saying that is overthinkers and planners like me will overthink the plan. Right. So for someone, I admire someone who's as more spontaneous and just say, I'm just going to do it because that also forces you to get your together. Like you don't have a choice if you just put yourself out there. So I see both ends of it. Okay. Well, there we go. We got one for you better plan something. The other one's like, yeah, you should plan, but I don't know. You may just want to do it. Like, yeah. So I think that, a mix of both. Okay. I, yeah. I, I'll accept that because I'm the person I'll, I'll say I'm going to plan it. And then it never happens because I didn't sit down and plan it. So then I never took the time to do it because I was just like, yeah, yeah. must not be important to me because I didn't find the time to do it. You know? So for someone who is, well, no, let's back it up. So you went to school for marketing, but you developed graphic design working at a marketing firm, correct? Mm-hmm. So yes. what helped you the most when you decided to hone in on your niche? Like, how did you decide? Because I'm looking at your website and it's all branding. And so like, how did you decide that branding was where you really wanted to be? Oh, where would I put that? So I knew that I always knew that I wanted to do something in marketing just because that's what literally caught my eye before I even knew what, what it was. Like I used to want to do commercials mm-hmm. um, because I thought it was interesting. Okay. And so when I, of course, in college, when I got deeper into what marketing is, digital marketing was something I'm like, hmm, I know I can do that. And so I started doing, when I started noticing that I was doing more research on things without it having school telling me to do it or work having to do it, I'm like, okay, these are things that I'm actually interested in. Okay. These are things that are, are inside of my passion awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, so branding came about when I tried it at home, like I tried it to bridge the design that I knew and that I liked with marketing. And so mm-hmm. that's where I got graphic design from. Okay. Um, web design came in as a piece of that, but I built a website for 
a company that I was working at. And I was like, oh, I really like this. And so that kind of tagged on to it. Okay. So I knew that I could bridge the two because I, I basically I looked at the fundamentals of marketing and I said, OK, where can I throw in digital marketing? Mm-hmm. Because while I was in college, they weren't teaching you anything about digital marketing. It was always traditional marketing, which mm-hmm. people don't need anymore. And not so, I mean, some of it, but yeah, not as much. I tried to modernize it and innovate it. And, and then that's basically how I got the whole digital marketing piece. And then that piece, of course, you've got to have your branding and your web design all tied together. Okay, cool. So what would be your advice for someone, for a woman particularly of color, mm-hmm. who is um, looking to enter our industry? Okay, so a woman of color um, looking to get into our industry, I would say number one, find your niche. Don't wait until you know, you do all the things and you figure it out later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I would look like what I did was basically I did some self-care and, and counseling on me and mm-hmm. who I liked working with most, mm-hmm. what I liked about what they did, what I, what I admired from what they did and thought, okay, well, how can I help this person? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mainly work with service providers because I identify with them. Okay. So however you identify with, you know, whoever you, feel like you can design best for I would say go ahead with that niche and not do the whole all the things mm-hmm. um, all that and work with everybody I would definitely recommend to find your niche early on instead of later and then I would also say disregard the whole thing about having to discount your services because you're new and you're just getting started yeah um that's another piece that I did for a while that I wish I didn't because it's just not necessary I didn't come you're only an expert if you claim yourself to be and you do the work to be. Mm-hmm. So before you actually start, go ahead and do the work that you need to be that expert. Mm-hmm. Come out the gate at expert pricing or at least intermediate pricing. Mm-hmm. There's no freebies. There's no discounts. No, right. you, you've worked hard for what it is that you do. So there's no need to discount it because you're new. Say it again for the people <laughs> in the back. You I did mean, the work. Yeah. charge for it right please not only if you right. did the work if you didn't do the work and you've been gone that's another thing but... i was gonna say it's, yeah <laughs> you can't if you're if your plan is for you to do the like do the work as you go then yeah you can't come out the gate with top tier pricing but if you're gonna do your work and be an expert at what it is that you're offering you can offer those prices even though you're new right like it's not there's no rule book and certificate that says I'm an expert because I've read all of this and I've done that. Like there's no, there is none. There's no freelancer uh, graduate degree. And in, in maybe not. we need to create one. <laughs> like, look, you, you, you need to do these courses here. Like mm-hmm. not even yeah. courses, just make sure you at least sit in the workshop. You're going to catch something, but you need to know yeah. this before you can yeah. consider yourself an expert. No, but I, I yeah. feel that. I feel that I do. It's almost like if you worked in a bank for 10 years, you're at, after those 10 years, you're, you're an, an expert, expert at whatever, at whatever you do at that bank. Right. And you didn't. So when you come, if you wanted to create a service on, uh, how to become the best banker mm-hmm. there's no certification that you need for that you got 10 years of it you got the so that's experience. what i mean by doing the work yeah. um, i kind of want to clarify that because when i say do the work i mean literally do the work doing the work learning and mastering your craft 
Right. So what would you say is your style when you're working with a customer? Not necessarily like your personality yeah. style, because I can feel your personality style. You the homegirl. Don't try me. You better pay me on time. Homegirl. I can feel that. I can feel that. But like, how would you describe your design style? Like when you approach a project? My design aesthetic, um, definitely, I would say more clean. Um, I'm not one of those. I would say clean and minimal. Um, Corporate design is where I feel like I shine most. And so that's why I work with service providers that are attorneys and realtors and event people like that. That, Yeah, professional. I would say professional and modern and clean um, is is where I design at most. Um, I wouldn't say that I am a, like, okay, glitter. I hate glitter. (laughs) I know so when I saw the, the name of this podcast, <laughs> there's nothing you see that I designed that has glitter in it, unless it was when I very first started and I did do glitter stuff because I was I didn't know who I was serving then, but I do know now. Right. I didn't That's know who it. I was serving then. Yeah. Um, so I'm like the opposite of that kind of designer. designer. <laughs> okay, so yeah. we're not so urban. We're more the right. office park. We in the office park over here. We we're not right. on the street. You know, you, you might see me on the street, but you don't know me. Right. We, we're not right. We're not on it. So right. so far, what has been your most enjoyable or your most fulfilling project to date? Like every one of us has that one project where we were like, yes, I did that. Like which one is the one you're like, Olivia, I put my stamp on that one. Boom. I would say it's probably two of my more corporate clients. One was for a co-working space. Mm-hmm. And then the other was for um, iTravel. It's the, what do you call them? I guess they're like an uh, Apple reseller store. Okay. Um, I think I'm picking that one because it was one of my biggest clients. Mm-hmm. Um when I got the contract for it, I was really excited about it. Like I'm, I'm doing a website for a store that's in the airport. So that was like one of the bigger things. But the other one, I would say, basically, I would they allowed me the freedom to do their entire transformation when it came to everything that had to do. Like basically, I was their marketing department, and so uh, I was able to see the full transformation of we're doing email marketing, we're doing uh, text message marketing, we're doing you know, of course their brand website and all that kind of stuff. Like it was basically, they allowed me to to hone in on every aspect of their marketing department and then hand it off to them so that they could keep that going. Oh, and they've wow. been able to keep that going. So it's really nice to see, um, like I said, the transformation from start to finish and then seeing it flourish and continue to grow. Um, well, ex- explain that feeling. Cause I don't think I can probably yeah. explain how that feels. Like explain how that feels. Like she- the feeling that, that, one of my very first reasons and slogans for starting my business was to show that hiring a freelancer does not have to be a headache. Um, we meet deadlines. Um, we produce, we deliver. Not all of us are, you know, the ones that go ghost and steal your money and all of this. Um, mm-hmm. From the very beginning, I realized that that was a thing. Like you said, I was having to build trust with people because they had been burned before. Mm-hmm. So being able like that kind of that feeling of still seeing something flourish that you worked with um, is a it's just a, a warm feeling like a feeling like yes I have done what I what I'm what I set out to do and feeling the economy was helping other small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot there's another mention that I am 
also proud of because it's probably the most popular like front-facing thing that I did um I don't know if you've heard of the brand Black People Vibe I have yeah it sounds familiar it sounds real familiar you'll see you'll see a lot of celebrities wear their t-shirts and stuff you did Um, that was one brand yes it's a brand that I see everywhere and so like one day I was walking in the airport and I saw somebody with it and I was just like oh my gosh like I did that so that's another um you know, just being able to, somebody come to you with a dream, right? And mm-hmm. you're able to literally make that dream tangible now. It's it's true and it's here. And then to see it it go forward without me, like I've done, I'm done with it now. I've given it to you and you, I've, you've been able to still have that come true. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I love that. It's, it's like, rewarding. Okay, <laughs> I helped you grow it. Right. My baby. Okay. Right. And then right. when they do it, it's like. Yes. Yes. It's not, I'll tell you this, it is not a good feeling as a designer if you help somebody get their business off the ground and it doesn't Look make it, it or they never, or they never launch it. That yeah. doesn't make, even though you paid me and all of that, that doesn't make me feel good. That doesn't, right. I, I get no joy in seeing that we worked really hard on this and I know the dream you told me you had for it, but for whatever reason, it didn't come off the ground. Right. Um, that's just one thing I just want to say to the atmosphere and people out there, because I don't think that people realize that. I think that yeah people don't realize like we also are investing in your business as well mm-hmm. we, we taking you on as a client as we're for me I try to be just as, as invested as you are yeah um because that's how we're going to make this work and that's how it becomes to be big beautiful and grand if you don't believe in it nobody else is mm-hmm. nobody else is mm-hmm. I gotta say like of all the things that I've done it hurts me when we've done it and then they decide to do something totally different and not, you didn't even tell me about it. It's like, wait a minute, what, where did this come from? Like, wait, this is not what yeah. we talked about. Or they make yeah. it up. Like they yeah. I give you all this wonderful things and it's organized and it's clean. And it's nice. And then you muck it up with all this other yeah. stuff. And it's like, <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yeah. And then they complain. It's like yeah. one of my goals, my, like one of my goals, so anybody I work with, I tell them, it's like my goal is to make sure that you make your money back. Whatever you spent with me, my right. goal is to make sure that you make your money back. So everything right. that I design is going to have the intention to work so that right. you make your money back. But if you don't That's the whole point. It, <laughs> That's the whole point. Right. It's like, right. I, don't, I don't want you, I don't want anybody to ever feel like you wasted your time or wasted your money with me, you know, because right. I don't have a lot of it. You don't have right. a lot of it. So we need to make sure right. that it works, you know? Like, right. Okay. So with right. that, with that, we're going to segue into the next piece because that goes into um, okay. when it comes to women of color who are in our industry, how do you feel about the representation of us? Like, I know we've got, you know, our Facebook groups and we've got our Instagram pods and all that kind of stuff where we see mm-hmm. each other all the time because we're always in the same groups. Like, I think I'm in right. like six different groups and it's like the same 12 people that I right, find right. in yep. there. Yep. And I feel like we're <laughs> yeah. connected because we see each other in the same group. So we jump right. about the same stuff from the last group in this group and we happen on y'all because y'all not over here, right. you know? But like right. in our industry as a whole, you know, outside of our little bubble how do you feel about the representation of women in color I think that because I started like I said four years ago and I can't say that I knew 10 other women of color designers like me Mm -hmm. now I do so Mm -hmm. I I think that there has been an increase Mm -hmm. in people 
like us, designers like us, like going rogue with it though. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say that I do see there's an increase in it and I'm absolutely here for it. I think that, um, of course, we can be more well represented on a higher level, mm-hmm. um, like on a on a Forbes level, if you will. International. Um, but I do think that there is an increase in designers like us, and I do think that we are being loud about it um, because there's a, there's a there's a circle of people that I I follow, so I know that I am in a bubble of thinking that yeah, we're everything, but I understand that it's. If I'm putting myself in that one bubble, I'm going to see, like you said, the same people. Right. So I get it. Um, I do think that we should continue and keep going and be louder mm-hmm. about our expertise and showing that, you know, we're able to deliver the same way. Mm-hmm. I think Black women in tech, period, is increasing and getting better and getting more inclusive for Isn't us because we're exciting? knocking down the doors. It is absolutely exciting. exciting. It's absolutely exciting. I do, like I said, if I can remember four years ago, me stepping out how I did, I can't think, I literally can't think of five people that I could, I called on because they were doing the same thing. There is one that I know, but five, no, really? five I could give you right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So right. I, I think that um, social media has helped with that. Um, when I first started, I was not, I did nothing on social media that I was not using Instagram. I was not using Facebook. That Those were not my referrals and my traffic mm-hmm. sources whatsoever. Retrospect last year was, I got more traffic on social media than ever. And it was my most profitable year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm attributing that to social media or I'm just attributing that to me being louder and, and voicing it more because last year was my loudest year. Mm-hmm. So I think it goes hand in hand. I think if you, no matter where you put yourself in it, if you're going to be confident about it, um, confident and I'm saying loud, but when I, when I say loud, I mean confidence mixed with not being meek. Other than loud. I don't, yeah. I don't know That's how what it to is. say other than loud. Yeah. I mean, not loud, like I'm being aggressive or anything, but no being just firm and you know sticking to who this you are and your expertise loud is the best I got for you know what <laughs> though that brings up a good point though because as we talk about women of color how whether we black hispanic asian whenever our cultures get loud people automatically mm-hmm. like whoa wait a minute I'm mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. it's like no I just need to make mm-hmm. sure you hear me I'm not being rude right. I'm not being mean I'm right. not being facetious like I'm lit I need you to hear me and know that I'm right. here and right. so I think last year, I think social media has given us that platform where we can be loud and we can be seen and be ourselves, genuine selves without having to, oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to offend the white man who's in the room. Mm -hmm. I don't want to offend the the other lady who's in the room who may be intimidated by me because we're like, we're in our own group. (laughs) Who I got to be intimidated by? Like what? (laughs) You know, but in doing that and being able to express ourselves, people can learn who we are for real and yeah. then they connect with us. So right. I, think, I think that has a lot to do with it now. It's like last year, right. social media is probably the reason why a lot of people didn't lose their minds last year. Like a lot of people, you know, so suffered from it depression. Allows the connect, yeah, mm-hmm. it allows you to, like I met so many, I call them business besties. I met so many people just off social last year um, just because, like you said, we were able to be ourselves open and here for it. Um, and a lot of, 
a lot of corporate settings that I worked in, I couldn't, you had to be the, you know, do what somebody tells you and you can't be so loud because you could, you, there's only so much you could say mm-hmm. um, before you get in trouble. So social media allows you to be in your own, like if you have your own business, it allows you to be as loud as you want to. Right. There's nobody to tell you, you can't say that can't or you that shouldn't here. do that. It allows you to be unapologetic is the way that I would put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so women in business as a whole, I am so proud of. Black women in business as a whole, I am even more proud of too. And then also there's another tier to that. Black <laughs> women in tech, yeah. I am even more proud. Um, just because I feel like there's more of a highlight for that. There's more People are opening doors for that more than, than before. So I'm very proud to, to see it and be a part of it and be as loud as I can be. To, so maybe this next person doesn't even say anything to me, but they see it and it gives them the confidence to move forward. Oh, I love that. It's so, yeah. oh, I'm going to use that in one of the posts. It's a quote. I'm sorry. Okay. It's just okay. content. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so with that, we're going to go to our last question in the businessy section of it. Um, okay. For someone who is looking for your particular service, what is some advice that you would give them while vetting a professional? Okay, that is a very good question. Um, oftentimes people are looking for the cheapest, they're looking for the quickest, and they're looking for the easy way out. For me and what I provide, there is no easy way out. It takes time, it takes actual planning, and it takes collaboration. Um, I'm not a designer where you tell me, hey, this is the name of the brand, I just want you to brand it. I, I require a collaborative effort. So your personality is put into it. Also, who your ideal client's personality is put into it so that you can appeal to who you need to. Um, Say, for instance, you are um, a financial advisor. There's no way that I would allow you to have red in your branding. That makes Mm -hmm. no sense. If you're you're in finances and you're giving people financial advice and red is your brand color, Somebody missed the mark there because right. it needs to be <laughs> anything nothing, but red. There's nothing <laughs> but, safe but that's, in red. Right. When you're vetting people, I would say ask the right questions. What kind like how does how do we work together? Is this a collaborative effort? Um, I wouldn't be like the investment is the investment, the price is the price. I've seen that go around, the price is the price. And it needs to be more so about the results that you're getting and like you said, the ROI, the return on your investment more so than the particulars about the time and the price that's included with it. So ask the right questions when it comes to what's the, the, the plan behind this? Are we going to work on this together? Um, you know, also look at somebody's design aesthetic. If you're coming to me, like you can look through any of my portfolio on my site. And like I said, unless you're looking four years ago on my Instagram, you won't see glitter. So you shouldn't be coming to me and saying that you want something glitter because you should already know that's not a part of my design aesthetic. So as you're looking for designers, look in at their portfolio for, for what it is that you want to, that you need. Um, do they design ideally like you would look for? Okay. So now we're going to take a brief break until we come back to the fun okay. part. Got to pay some bills and okay. we'll be right back. This year, 
Ftheglitter.com is also the home of the ETG Creatives, a directory of professional, vetted, and experienced women of color who are graphic designers, brand designers, web designers, illustrators, publicists, copywriters, and other creative professionals. If you're looking to get listed on a trusted platform, or if you're looking to hire a woman of color creative with a proven track record, then you need to go to www.ftheglitter.com for more information. That is E-F-F-T-H-E-G-L-I-T-T-E-R.com. And we're back. <laughs> you see, I turned that on. Yes. So we're back. And this part I like to call the fun part because this is where um, our listeners get to learn about you. We learned about your business okay. and how you've become this wonderful designer. But now we want to talk about who you are so we can get to know you, get to like you so that they will spend their money with you. And y'all can say okay. what you want. Why is money the... Look, we got bills, okay? And <laughs> we want to be genuine and nobody wants to be sold to. But at some point I got to sell something. Otherwise, we can't eat you know we yeah. can't eat off yeah. hope and a dream so with that miss olivia i'm a foodie and i hope that you are too okay. what is your favorite style of food and in that style what's your favorite dish seafood and crawfish hey, where are you from girl where are you from i'm from, here. I'm from georgia you're from georgia Yes. How do you get crawfish? I'm in Louisiana. Like I, I, I know, I know. I um, I don't have really have an answer for that. Seafood has always been a, a phase, mm-hmm. and then once I tried crawfish from the right place restaurant, like I was sold. And then I went to Louisiana, and it was about the same. The mm-hmm. restaurant here is my favorite. It's called Bonton. I should okay. advertise to them. Anyway, um. <laughs> I just, I don't know. There's no other food like crawfish to me. Really? Nothing tastes like crawfish to me. It doesn't. Um, so, I don't know. I, yeah. Okay. I'm from here, but... <laughs> well, between January and June is crawfish season in yeah. Louisiana. And the best crawfish, here's the, here's the thing. You buy your crawfish right before, right after Easter. You don't buy it before okay. Easter because then it costs like a million dollars and nobody will tell you this, but they don't even be big until after Easter because they've had a chance to grow. So you don't get them until yeah. after Easter and then they're cheap and they're not cheap and bad. They're cheap and big and good <laughs> and they're alive. So they're good. Yeah. Like that's yeah. when you, Good Friday, yeah. that's the first yeah. real crawfish bull. Y'all remember that, Good ah, Friday. Okay. okay, And that is when okay. crawfish is just right. I oh my god. So do you drink? Do you partake in spirits and libations? I do. My favorite drink is um margaritas. Okay. Yeah. You don't drink those girly drinks. Mm-hmm. I mean it's kind of girly, but so what? <laughs> I've got tequila in it. It's not girly. It's one tequila, two tequila, three tequila, floor. No, 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 yes. no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so we're in the midst of a pandemic and you said that you earlier, you said that you took some time to kind of hone in on yourself and figure out how you wanted to rebrand yourself so that you would give your customers the correct experience that you would expect from somebody. What are mm-hmm. some of the things that you've been doing as far as self-care since we've been in the midst of this pandemic last March? Um, so literally I don't work on weekends anymore. i hard stop on that so that I could take a break and decompress um, when you're a creative you're a little, like I don't think people get like people who are not creative wouldn't get this 
it literally takes so much brain work um, for you to be creative and come up with something that's out of the box, right? So my decompressed time is the Saturday and Sundays that I'm like literally taking a break, not even opening emails and just kind of taking a moment to, to be in whatever moment it is, whether that's me sitting on the couch doing nothing or, you know, investing my time in something else, just taking my mind off of work so that I could come back to it refreshed. Um, another thing I did that during the pandemic is I redecorated my entire house um, <laughs> because we were stuck here. So I decorated my, I redecorated my office here, uh-huh. uh, my room, my living room. I just kind of, instead of me sitting here working all day long because I could, I kind of made the spaces that I'm working in more pleasant. So I just changed them around. Um, So that's just one thing for self-care I definitely did. And then I also, probably the main thing that I did during quarantine was invest back into my business like I never had before. Um, I went to talk to people about my strategy and not, since I'm always helping people with their strategy, Mm -hmm. I took the time to actually do the same thing for myself. So um, I now have a business coach that I go to, um, a strategy person that I go to, um, my biz besties, like a, we have a circle of people that we kind of all feed off ideas and share things with. And to me, that just helps me not feel so alone um, in my business because being a solopreneur can be lonely mm-hmm. when you don't really have anybody to feed through things to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of built myself a little tribe, if you will. What is your other creative hobby? Because as a creative, we, we do what we do all the time, but then when we need to just, well, what, what is your, what is your creative funk outlet that kind of brings you back to yourself? I don't know. That's a good one. I like coloring, but I don't do it as often as I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to buy the little coloring books and literally just color. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's not creative, what do you do when you decompress? Traveling. Traveling is my number one like I'm out (laughs) (laughs) so where do you Um, like to go like what's what's the number one spot I will go anywhere I just like traveling traveling to me is a way that I can the same way taking weekends off helped me kind of regroup so does Mm. traveling for me okay um it's a way of literally turning my brain off of doing anything work-related and allowing myself to feed into whatever else is going on um so I like, yeah, I like, I like traveling. Um, and on those kind of trips, of course, I like beach trips better than snowboarding trips. Um, <laughs> we're not made for oh, the yeah. cold. We, we're not made yeah. for that. We deal with it, but we're not made for it. We don't know. No, right. no, 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 no. So yeah. you said you have business besties. Um, do you find yourself talking to them like all the time? Like are your business besties like kind of like your bestie besties because we've been stuck in the house for so long or do they have like a certain place like a, a, a barrier? And I'm not, I'm saying it's just because I'm nosy because like my business besties kind of turn into like my real besties and <laughs> like they're yeah, a major I mean, part of my life. Yeah, there's like we, so it starts out or it has, start, this is what's happened with the, the two that I have, like my real business besties. It started out as one was in a Facebook group, one was on Instagram, and it was just kind of like asking a general question because we're, we're they're both designers, just mm-hmm. asking a general question and then reaching out to elaborate on that and realizing, oh, we actually like each other for real. Let's mm-hmm. just become friends. And then like one of them, she doesn't live here. So we just set up like Zoom chat 
Mm-hmm. And then like we'll text, of course, with, you know, whatever questions we have or whatever you want to chat about. Um, I actually just met one of them. She moved actually to Georgia. Um, and so I got to meet her last weekend and it was really fun. We had a whole like Saturday fun day where we went out um, to, to get brunch and then had drinks and stuff. So it was fun. It was just like a day of chatting. Um, some business stuff, you know, some not. But it's nice having someone who's literally going through the things that you go through mm-hmm. specifically because you're a designer. Like I may not have the same kind of combos with an attorney, though we're still service providers. Right. You know? um, so it was just nice um, being able to chat through certain programs and systems. Like kind of like we just share the programs that we're using. It's mm-hmm. just like, there's no rule book on like the best. I mean, okay, yes, it is. There are lots there are of rule lit- books and courses and guides on how to become the best and get the best. But that not necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean that it works for everyone. So it's just nice chatting through, um, you know, certain things with people who are in the same boat who would understand. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I do. I have. I love my business besties, and I like the, yeah. even through the podcast, fire podcast, was because I was lonely. Like I needed somebody. Yeah. I need to talk to somebody. It's like mm-hmm. my kids are cool, but yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a couple of people that I met on the podcast have like become really good friends of mine. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And then we they might yeah. post something. I know it's a sub, you know, a subconscious post. And I'm like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, you start yeah. laughing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it helps though. To me, that also helps too because you know, you may lack confidence in certain places and then to have those biz besties back you up in your post also mm-hmm. helps. Um, I think that's something we found up subconsciously. Like I try to do it just because, like you said, I know that this may have been hard for you and I'm so glad you, that you did it. And so, you, right. you know, just showing you a little appreciation, even though you may even be a competitor, it's like, that's not. It doesn't matter. There's enough, There's to, enough eat. to go around. Right. There's <laughs> enough to eat. There's enough. <laughs> there is enough. Yes. We don't even yes. service the same people. It's this is right. enough. There's enough. Right. So with that, <laughs> we have to go. But okay. before we do, I need you to tell people where they can find you. Do you have anything coming up? Um, is there any new ventures happening? You're gonna be speaking somewhere. How can I get in contact with you? Give us all the details. Yeah, so best place to find me, of course, will be my website. It's always there. It's always up. It's always best and clean. Um, so <laughs> um, um If not there, my Instagram is the same. It's also creativelyolivia. Mm-hmm. Um, for the next few weeks, I am going to be launching my new service. Um, basically, it's, a, it's called the Complete Branding Package, where um, I kind of talked about it before, where it's education, strategy, and design all put together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a one-off thing. It is a full package to where the 10-week program that we go through literally all the ins and outs of your marketing department that you might need mm-hmm. um, as a service provider. Um, so through the next few weeks, I will be chatting about that and kind of giving more insight on my Instagram through there. So if you want to know more, just uh, follow me there at Creatively Olivia um, on Insta. Um, I'm not a Facebook person, so don't look for me there. Um, LinkedIn, I am on. So, okay. well, thank you, Miss Olivia, for joining thank us you today. For having me. And I'll say, yes. I love saying the name Olivia. That's why I named my baby <laughs> Olivia, just Olivia. Yes. But thank yes. you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for the conversation. I can't wait to connect with you again. I really can't. I'm so excited. Yes. 
And yeah. this was this was awesome. This was awesome. It was nice meeting you. I appreciate you having this, and I love the name of it. I will say it. I love the name. Ask <laughs> the glitter. Let's the glitter. Together. And I work with it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the F the Glitter podcast. I'm your host, Ashley of A. Louise Creative, where we shine the spotlight on women of color in the industry of graphic design, brand design, marketing strategy, and brand strategy. A special thanks to my guests for joining us today, and we'll be here next week for our next episode of F the Glitter. You can find us on your favorite podcast broadcast station, iTunes, Spotify, Google Cast, and others. We look forward to seeing you next week.